Welcome to the wonderful world of dance, bringing you exclusive interviews with top dancers and choreographers and reviews of the world's best companies across the globe. You can find lots more on our website at thewonderfulworldofdance.com. Hi, this is Savannah Saunders from The Wonderful World of Dance and today I'm so pleased to introduce Subhash Garanya, who is a cutting-edge British choreographer and dancer and also artistic director of Morph Dance Company. Subhash creates works that blends Indian classical dance, hip-hop and contemporary dance and is about to present the world premiere of his first full-length work called Classic Encounters, which is about to head off to the stage this month. So let's find out a little bit more about this company and creator. Hi, Subhash. Hi, Savannah. Thank you for having me. It's so lovely to have you. I understand you're in the studio at the moment. Yes, I am. (laughs) So, well, before... We talk about the company. Let's have a quick chat about uh, your first full-length work, Classic Encounters. Tell me about this piece um, that you're premiering. Well, um, the piece uh, initially started with me kind of working with uh, four collaborators slash choreographers, and they just happened to be four women. It wasn't um, done intentionally like that. It's just that these four women have had some impact in my life or my journey as a dancer. And... I think it was time that kind of just went back to them and said, look, you know, can you create a small uh, piece for me? So um, slowly we started putting all the jigsaws together and we had uh, an evening of sharing where we presented the four works, but it didn't work uh, only because there were just four separate pieces Mm -hmm. and it just seemed like on, off, on, off, on, off. So um, we kind of uh, met up with this, uh, met up with a choreographer, his name is Gary Clark, he's an award winning contemporary uh, choreographer and we kind of had a conversation about the journey of how I got into dance and why I'm doing this and what the piece is about and what he saw and what became um, evident through this conversation was the fact that it wasn't the piece or the the four pieces that were linking together it was Mm -hmm. my story and narrative um, and my journey as a dancer Um, And he found that really interesting and he felt that that is what needed to uh, be said through the pieces and that was the glue that kind of joined the whole show together and um, then through some R&D and work and processes, um, Classic Encounters was kind of born from that. Well, tell me about this journey that has inspired uh, Classic Encounters. Um, let's go right back yeah. to the beginning. Sort of, wh- when did you start dancing, and what drew you to dance in the first place? Um, I actually started my um, dance class at twenty-three years old. I went wow, into hip hop. Yeah, very, very late in the world of dance. Mm. Uh, it's extremely late and um, I actually grew up hating dance I it wasn't something that I enjoyed I never did it uh, when it was at school I used to avoid it um, it what? was just one of those things that never really inspired me to do anything but what I was uh, was an artist in other ways I mean I loved painting and drawing I was never academically I didn't excel anywhere in academics but um when it came to art, I just loved painting and drawing, and my dream was always to work for Disney. So that was my aspiration, mm. and that was what I was aiming for. Um, and then I got into a bit of an accident at university where I got into, I, I wouldn't say a fight, but it was almost that there was a bit of a, an argument between two people, and it then led to more people joining in. And um, I was hit over the head quite severely with bats, 
um, and oh. I was hospitalized. So it's, I don't want to go too much into the gruesome detail of this, but I was hospitalized and it put me out of university. I was at university at the time, put me mm-hmm. out of university for about a year, uh, three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, when I recovered, had to have staples in my head, I went back to university and I kind of lost the will to continue. I didn't have anything in me mm-hmm. and I was like, I can't, you know, there was so much to, to catch up on and I yeah. kind of gave up. So I was, so I was kind of stacking up tins in the supermarket and there was an ad for a local dance class happening. And I, I kind of watched this, uh, a film called You Got Served. So I kind of was like, wow, these guys are doing hip hop and breakdancing, sounds fun. So I went across, uh, across to this class and I said, I want to do a bit of street dancing hip hop. And um, I was really embarrassed on my first day. I couldn't even look in the mirror. I remember that. I used to look down and dance. Uh, but yeah, there was something about going to the dance classes that kind of helped me uh, um, emote almost mm-hmm. physically without having to say anything. And there was something that I started to find a language where I was able to really express through movement. And as I got more and more into the class, I started delving more into this side of things. And um, I mean, I mean I, my journey kind of began from there. I, I, I was doing one class a week, then three classes, then I was part of a performing group, then we were doing shows, I was getting more confident, then I got offered to be a teacher somewhere, and I was starting to choreograph and create. Um, and then a company took me on uh, for a production uh, about five years later for an Indian classical production. I had no training in Indian classical dance. And she says, I'll train you up. Just give me four weeks. We'll do this. And wow. then you do the show. And I said, fine, I'll do it. So uh, then I quit everything. And I said, I'm going to just go into dance full time and see how it goes. And she took me in. And she was actually one of my, she is my guru. Mm-hmm. And she's one of the people that have choreographed the pieces uh, out of the four female choreographers. So that's kind of my journey through that and how she got involved as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, it's been a bit of a weird roller coaster to get into dance. And 23 starting dance is generally very late. Uh, but what I have learned is I don't, I feel like where, if you want to dance, you'll just dance. It's, yeah. I, you know, it's not that you started at six or, or 12 or whenever I started, I, um, I started very late. I can't do it. I just feel like if you want to express, just express. If you want to say something, just say it through movement and, um, I'm still going through that process now where I'm still trying to find out my body and my language and how I say it and how I interpret uh, what I want to say to movement. That is quite some story. I am literally stunned. I <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, you know, you're often, um, you, you don't often know what uh, stories I, I'm, that I'm going to be told and I feel privileged to hear yeah. these stories. And yours is very, very unexpected. I I think that is quite an inspira- inspirational story to others, as you say, for yeah. who might be thinking, well, I'm too old or, you know, I don't have the right training or, you know, sure. it, you know, I shouldn't be allowed to dance. And actually anyone is allowed to dance and, and everyone course, should yeah. dance. But also that you've been able to create a professional career out of this is so inspiring as well. Because not only, yeah. uh, you know, as a dancer, but also as a choreographer. And you mm-hmm. ha- also have your own company, Morph Dance Company. So tell me about that sort of transition or that journey from, you know, dancer starting to do choreography and then with your own company. Uh, so basically, one of the things when uh, I've created so for now, this is, I think, the fourth piece, which is a full feature length one now. Um, but a lot of the pieces that I create or when I collaborate with a choreographer is that it's inspired by personal events. So this being one of them, um, I grew up being bullied. That was another thing. Um, 
so I kind of take experiences of personal life and see how I can interpret that to know because I've one thing was with me is I could never come out on public and just talk openly to people I kind of felt very shy about it even at university I could never do it uh, but give me a stage with a thousand people and I'll happily tell them through movement so um, that kind of inspired the pieces in different ways and different um, experiences in life and the company kind of built up through through these things. So I had a piece just as a solo dancer and then another piece and then another. And it, uh, it just got to the point where I thought, well, I needed a team of people to kind of start putting all this together mm-hmm. to make it a show. So uh, through Arts Council funding and, you know, help and support from local um, uh, dancers and artists and programmers, um, I was able to kind of gather that um, network and support together to come and see the work, to support the work, to encourage it. And a lot of them were saying that I think if I was to have my own company, that it would be the next push for me then to have a board of directors and a group of people. So um, I'm still at that early stage right now. The company is relatively new. We're still exploring. We're still learning. And uh, Classic Encounters is the company's first full uh, feature length um, production uh, so we're, we're we're still a relatively new company. And we're still growing and um, aspiring to be bigger, I would say. Yeah. Oh, that was very exciting. Yeah. And I'm interested also to um, to sort of um, it's difficult, you know, because we're not showing a video here. But tell us about or tell me about how you how you blend the Indian classical dance, hip hop, and contemporary dance. How, as a creator, how does, how do you bring those three elements together? Uh, well, I mean, um, my main language, I would say now, has become Bharatanatyam, which is a, uh, a South Asian dance style uh, from south of India. Uh, but I also have training in Kathak, or, mm-hmm. um, um, or Kathak, as we say, yep. uh, which comes from north of India. So with that in mind, I mean, I've, I've never learned or trained in contemporary dance. I've never gone to college or school or done any physical training. So my training through contemporary dance has come through collaborators or choreographers that are predominantly trained in that form and I've kind of learned that process of creation of thinking of moving through them and what they don't have is they don't have um, the knowledge of Indian classical dance so therefore when we're in a room together there's a lot of conversations that happen between two people where uh, I will probably give them a question and they answer it in a certain way or I will you know um, give a question and they answer it in a certain way and then slowly through my vocabulary and theirs, we start to create a new language. Naturally, it will happen when you put two uh, people from two different backgrounds together. Um, and a lot of my processes of creations and movements have come from that, uh, where I've have, uh, there's been a lot of dialogue through movement of how I would interpret something and how they would. And maybe I see something that they do which I'm not used to seeing, and how would I interpret that my way? Um, and therefore, that's where a kind of natural language is then slowly developed within a room, and that kind of becomes the starting point uh, for a piece uh, or a choreography or mm-hmm. movement. Yeah. And you mentioned dancers there. How do the dancers respond to this mix of styles? What has there been their feedback? Um, I think I think uh, nowadays, I mean, dance is so uh, diverse, and everyone yeah. knows you know, a lot of styles right now, even though they may not have done it, they know of it. So even if somebody's not done Bharatanatyam or Kathak, I think they visually can get an image of what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think there's anything that shocks somebody in the room. I think what what um, uh, what what is 
um, inspiring is the fact that um, there are so many different ways of, uh, of working to evoke uh, a new language uh, to grow. And we always say it's like planting a seed. You plant many different seeds and then suddenly something starts sprouting and growing. Um, and then that becomes a flower and then eventually you've got a tree. Um, and I kind of see the movements with all the cultures and collaborators happening in that way is that we, we go into a room with nothing but just an empty canvas and you go in and you start dropping these things. And before it, I mean, I've done productions where we've worked with collaborators and you've worked for months and months and months and nothing happens. And that's okay, you know. Um, it's not that something, you know, everything has to lead to something. And it's okay to put your hands up and be like, look, this didn't work, or mm. that's not working, or there doesn't seem to be a dialogue, or they're not getting my vision, or I'm not getting theirs. And this happens. Um, it's just the thought, you know, there are a few people who just automatically, you walk into the room, your eyes meet, you connect, you know it's going to work. And um, it's about finding that relationship between collaborators or choreographers or dancers. And uh, for me, that's kind of been the journey to get to where I've got to now is kind of building the relationships with those artists out there in that way and seeing what works, what doesn't. Because then it kind of helps me understand what I want from this and what will I get if I work with this person or what will they get if they work with me, in fact. Um, I'm also interested to sort of touch back onto the, the women that you mentioned um, who had been quite uh, pivotal and inspirational in this journey of yours. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to tell us about some of the other three women that you mentioned? Yeah. I'd be yeah, interested uh, to hear. Yeah, I mean, one of them is a phenomenal uh, Bharatanatyam dancer. She's world-renowned. Her, her name is Rukmini Vijay Kumar. And um, I saw her dance at, um, in New York for Erasing Borders and I was just blown away. She's just phenomenal. Uh, and she's just up there with one of the best in the world right now who's doing, who's a young dancer doing Bharatanatyam, excelling in her uh, career. And I just saw and I was like, I'm not at that level when it comes to Bharatanatyam, but why not have somebody come in and work with me? And I haven't uh, had an opportunity for Serendipity where there was a festival and she and I were collaborating together with two other artists and we kind of built a good relationship and a rapport. And then I asked her, you know, like, why don't we create something together? So we created a duet and it went down very well. Um, and then after that, I just asked her, would you be happy to create a solo on me? And she was like, yeah, sure, why not come down? And, you know, we did something in 10 days and I've been, you know, playing with it since. And my relationship with her kind of began from there. And it's, she's somebody that I really aspire to and somebody I love uh, watching move, really. And I, I just thought that why not get somebody like that who's, who's physically moves me just by watching her. Mm -hmm. So she, she was one of the other collaborators. And... Um, Veena Vasavaraja was the first woman that I ever um, collaborated who created solo on me, and it was called Metamorphic. And um, Metamorphic has been in creation in and out, on and off for the last five years, um, and it's just morphed constantly, no pun intended. It's just mm -hmm. constantly been morphing and changing and evolving. And when Gary saw it, he was like, rather than having all these four separate pieces, he actually found a connection of... Um, that being part and part because originally the classic encounters was going to be two halves mm -hmm. that and then break and then metamorphic and he saw the whole thing as one show and me leading it through a narrative of a story of my life and uh, Vina kind of pays the pivotal role in that sense with the fact that I um, she was the first person that I got to be in a studio with and work just solely on me as a solo 
um, and it was the first time I was experienced what this was like, what was it like to have somebody create on you or give you um, directions on how they want to see you move or give you tasks to do. Um, so that was a, a, a new experience, and I kind of wanted to make sure that that piece was, was uh, part of Classic Encounters. And uh, Priti Vasudevan was, um, my relationship with Priti Vasudevan was she called me over to see Fanilimia, metamorphic at uh, Erasing Borders in New York, and we built a good relationship after that from there. And she really uh, was inspired with a lot of stuff I do. I was inspired with a lot of stuff she does, and she works very well with lights. Um, so my relationship with her kind of was that she was she was very adamant that the piece we begin with lights, not the choreography, mm-hmm. not the movement. We'll create the lights, and then the movement will work around the lights. Um, and that became the starting point for our piece, for the fourth piece. So then these four separate pieces kind of were joined up together then with Gary Clark as one whole show, which is what is Classic Encounters now. Wow, that is an incredible set of people in your life and those partnerships and collaborations. You mentioned light there. Tell us about the music uh, for Classic Encounters. Yeah, so we've got three um, uh, phenomenal um, uh, composers. One is Shami Bithya. He's an award-winning composer from the UK. Uh, He works predominantly in um, uh, uh, Indian classical as well as Western. And Neeraj Chag, I'm sure a lot of people know him. He also has done a lot of stuff for BBC and um, commercial stuff, but uh, he's, a, he's a phenomenal composer. And the last composer is Raghu Dixit, who was the uh, composer for Metamorphic initially when we started. He's a, a real huge pop uh, slash um, um, commercial singer in Bangalore. Um, he's got a huge following over there. I mean, he does tours all over the world as well. Um, and he's the third composer. So, all collectively, the whole show is made up of these three separate composers. So, my final question then is, mm-hmm. what would you like to have audiences take away from this production when they leave the theatre? What are you hoping that they take with them? Uh, well, I don't want to give too much away because there's an element of surprise Ooh, in I like there. Surprise. And I d- <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say what that surprise is because otherwise people will expect it. So there is something at the end of the show which uh, um, happens and I can't say too much other than that. But for me, I think um, what's really important is I never spoke about the fact that I was bullied mm-hmm. or I um, um, how I got into dance. Or it was never spoken about. I mean, I've been dancing since... Um, for the past eight, nine years, and I've always done other stuff. And Gary was like, if you don't want to talk about it, fine, you know. And I was like, I don't mind talking about it, just never thought about it. Um, And he was like, well, let's write a story. And I kind of wrote everything on pages and pages of my emotions and anything I wanted to say, he just said, get it out there. And um, with that in mind, I think for me, it's the fact that I kind of talk about my journey in the piece and how I got into dance. And I think for me, um, if the audience can take something from this, and now it's not necessarily saying that they, they want to dance, it might be that they want to create music, they want to do something else, they want to do this, they want to... For me, if, if it changes uh, people's lives by watching it or inspires them to go out there and just create, uh, just go and reach for whatever it is, then I feel like I've done my little bit uh, to inspire other people to at least go out there and, and reach those dreams. You know, um, really just go for it. Don't hold back. 
Well, I feel very inspired by your story and I'm so excited to um, say that the Classic Encounters World Premiere isn't too far away. So it's on the 15th of October at the Midlands Arts Centre um, and then we'll be at the Curve in Leicester the 23rd of October. And for all the listeners, um, do check out the website for the details, which is morphdc.com so for more morph dump down sorry stumbling over my words morphdancecompany.com but it's morph m-o-r-p-h-d-c.com thank you so much for talking to us and i'm very excited for your world premiere no thank you for having me it's been lovely don't forget to subscribe we've got some incredible interviews coming up with principal ballerinas and renowned choreographers We love dance and ballet, and we hope you'll love us. Join us on Facebook and Twitter.